What was it that helped you be successful in some area of your life? Right? Were you part of a team? Did you have a coach? Well, is there a team you can join or become part of? Is there a coach that you can hire in that other area of your life? Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshow Jr., and today I'm bringing you a solo episode. We're talking about how to achieve consistency across all areas of your life, even the ones where you really struggle, even the areas of your life where you're like, man, I just can't get locked in there. I can't stay focused. I struggle with discipline there. I struggle with you know being really committed to the goals and the habits that I want to be committed to. So we're going to talk about that and give this one a share because this is going to cut to the core and, and everybody who you know can benefit from this. So if you get a chance, give this episode a share retweet it or make a comment on LinkedIn. You can share it on LinkedIn, wherever we interact on social media. And by the way, if we're not connected on social media, I'd love to be connected with you there. Pollen, my right-hand girl, is crushing it with cutting the clips out of this, the video and audio clips and posting them on social media. So you can kind of just get the best of each episode. Plus, she gives you a preview. She'll post these on Fridays. She'll give you a preview of the upcoming episodes. So some really, really good stuff. Instagram, it's Jim Harshaw Jr. Twitter, just at Jim Harshaw. LinkedIn, if you reach out on LinkedIn, make a little comment and let me know that you're a listener so that way I'll accept that connection. Otherwise, I get a million connection requests and I don't accept all of those. So I look forward to interacting with you there. But here's the deal. Here's what I want to talk about today. And I'm going to share with you how this first came up. There's a popular quote that says, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? How you do anything is how you do everything. And I've heard this for years. And it's never totally sat well with me, but I kind of accepted it as one of these truths of society that you hear, one of these cliches that you hear, and you go, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And you just kind of accept it. Well, earlier in 2021, I was having a conversation with some of my inner circle clients in a mastermind call. And, and I've actually mentioned this one conversation before a few, few episodes ago, where one of the guys uh, his name's Matt. He's been a, a client for a long time. And Pathfinder, we call my clients. They're part of the Reveal Your Path program. And he ran his first marathon in 2021. First ever, never ran a marathon before, trained for it, ran a marathon. And then a week later, he ran his second marathon. So he did marathons back to back. And we were all just like blown away. It was really amazing, you know, just an incredible accomplishment. And he said, well, that's kind of easy for me. I feel like I'm kind of taking the easy way out by doing these hard fitness goals. Now, he was a college wrestler, so he knows how to do hard things. And, and so for him, he feels like doing these hard physical goals is, while meaningful, it's like taking the easy way out. He's like, how do I force myself to do the hard things in every area of my life? Now, Matt's very successful. He's an incredible guy. He's a great father, great husband, and, and successful in his business. But he knows that there's another gear that he'd like to tap into that he can use readily when it comes to fitness things and doing hard things there. And he, he wants to apply that, that next level gear to these other areas of his life. And so it got me thinking about this quote that, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. And I find that that quote is not true because here's why. Think of some examples, right? You think of someone who's a great salesperson. They're crushing it in sales and, and they're consistent at work, but maybe not in their workouts, maybe not in their nutrition, 
right? So maybe they're great at sales, but they're not applying that. They're they're not, you know, doing the things that they're doing in their sales and their their business job to their fitness, to their health and wellness, right? Or maybe they're great at sales, but at the expense of their family, right? They're super committed, disciplined, locked in, but they're not not doing those same kinds of things with their spouse, right? Or think about the fit athlete, maybe who who is so committed to their athletics, or maybe a coach, but they don't, they don't focus on their marriage. I know, I'm friends with a, a guy who's a, a national championship coach, and he's on, I don't know, third marriage, I think, maybe fourth marriage, right? So it's an example of how you do anything is not how you do everything, right? He was committed at an extreme level in one area of his life, but not another area, right? Think of the, the guy who's a, uh, you might know who's a great dad and he spends time with his kids and he's super awesome, super fun, but he doesn't spend enough time being committed to providing for them by working consistently hard, by, by making maybe the sales calls at work or whatever it might be, right? So how you do anything is not how you do everything, but what can we learn from that? Like, how do we, how do we take what we know that we do well and learn from that and apply that to other areas, right? I'm going to give you some tactics here and really go, go deep on how you can apply that learning from what you do well and, and actually make truth out of that quote, how you do anything is how you do everything. So here's my challenge to you. Uh, I want you to figure out what makes you do the one thing that you do really well. What is it that makes you do that well, right? And apply that to the other things. Like what's the area? So I want you to think about this. What is the area where you tend to be able to work hard, be disciplined, set goals, attain goals, where you're consistent, where you can be focused. What area of your life is that? Like, what's the thing that you do well? Maybe you do it well all the time, or maybe there's this one time where you did it really well. Maybe there's certain times a year where you do this well, whatever it might be, right? Like what works? And here's what I mean. Maybe it's being part of a team. Like if, if it's being part of a team, that helps you be consistent in some certain area of your life. Maybe it was a sports team at some area at some point in your life, or maybe it's being part of a team at work. Well, then find a team for that other area of your life. Like, for example, you know, if it, like you did well in sports because you were part of a team and there's that accountability and that clarity, well, apply this to your business by maybe joining a business networking group or a mastermind group or if you had a coach in sports, then maybe try a relationship coach or a therapist or a counselor, right? Like, what was it that helped you be successful in some area of your life, right? Were you part of a team? Did you have a coach? Well, is there a team you can join or become part of? Is there a coach that you can hire in that other area of your life, right? Let me give you another example. You might say, well, I'm really good at this one thing, Jim, because it aligns with my why like my purpose. Well, then figure out how being good at this other area might also align with your why or align with your purpose. So let me give you an example. You know, maybe I'm great at making sales calls because I love to make money and it's fun for me to make money and it aligns with my why and I want to, you know, make a ton of money and, and be philanthropic and give back or take these great vacations and travel and, you know, buy the Tesla or whatever it might be, right? If you do well there, but you're not good at being present for your family, well, then how can you figure out how being present with your family aligns with your why? 
right? So often as, as professionals and often, you know, this is, this happens in men and women. I think, I think more in, in men, maybe just culturally because of society or whatnot, but we feel pressure to, to deliver in terms of making money, right? And certainly this is the shifting in our culture, but as men, we feel that pressure. Well, you know, why do you want to make that money? Well, maybe it's because you want to provide for your family. Well, maybe providing for your family, maybe, maybe you can just spend more time with them. Maybe that's the kind of providing that they need. Okay. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. So let me give you an, another example. So I kind of gave you two so far, sort of being part of a team or having a coach, the first one. The second one is it aligns with your why or your purpose. And the third one being this. Well, Jim, I, I'm really good at this area of my life because it's just who I am, just part of my identity. Well, then create a mantra to grow this new part of your identity where you want to be more consistent. You want to be more focused. So let me give you an example. Me personally, I'm talking about myself now, like I'm an athlete. I just have this persona. You know, I grew up wrestling. I was a college athlete and successful and I coached collegiate athletics for over a decade. Therefore, I am an athlete. That's just who I am. That's how I'm wired. I am therefore a fit person because that's just my identity. So it's kind of in a way easy for me to do hard things in that area of my life. It's still hard. There's still pain and suffering, but that's just kind of the identity that I have. So what about other areas of my life? What about, you know, identifying as just being wealthy? Well, this for a long time, not part of who I was. It was not part of my identity. Growing up, we were not wealthy. Um, we were not poor, but we, we, we struggled a little bit. We, we, you didn't have, we didn't have a nice house, that's for sure. We were never, you know, lacked food or, or, or love or anything like that in my home. But we, I mean, we, we lived in a shack. The food that was on our table, most meals, was harvested by us, whether through hunting or through massive vegetable gardens. Um, even year-round, my mom canned food and vegetables. So year-round, we were really eating food that, that we harvested. And, you know, so we didn't have a whole lot of money, didn't have much of a, a house. And, you know, we, we thought that it was kind of general thought. My, my parents were the hardest working people, are the hardest working people still in their 70s. <laughs> like, they just work. They just work. They just work. That's just what they do. They work so hard. And the kind of prevailing thought was a little bit of like, we didn't necessarily trust people who made a lot of money. There's something nefarious going on there, or we just didn't have a trust there. So that's kind of how I grew up feeling the same way. Because if you're, you can't possibly work harder than my parents. So if you're making more money, then there's something unfair. There's something askew here. And it took me a long time to realize that that's not the truth. Luckily, I worked in a job where I was around millionaires constantly when I was fundraising at the University of Virginia, Virginia Athletics Foundation. And I was around very, very wealthy people a lot. And I realized, ah, they're just like normal people too, right? There, there are no fewer good or bad people in the wealthy portion of society than in the poor area of society or, or anywhere in between. And I, I came to realize that firsthand. I also did the hypnotherapy sessions to raise awareness of this part of my identity that was lacking. And so now... 
I've changed that mantra. I, I'm growing in my wealth and being wealthy is just part of who I am. And then so how about you? Like, is there an area where you just identify as a certain type of person or it's just who you are? Well, you, can you amplify this I am? I, I use this, these I am mantras. Can you say that about some other area of your life? All right, so that's the third one. And the fourth one is this. Sometimes you might do something well because you don't have a choice. Like you're painted into a corner. There's no way out. You have to do something because someone made you. I don't know, or, or there's some kind of commitment that you made and you just had to do it, right? When I was wrestling, I, I lost 22 pounds in two and a half days. I've told that story before, but because it was just what the commitment I made. I'm, I'm, I traveled with the team. I'm the starter at this weight class and I'm way overweight and I've got to drop the weight and, and step on the scale and weigh in and, and make weight. It's just, you know, I didn't have a choice. I really didn't have much of a choice. If I didn't make weight, man, coaches were going to be pissed, <laughs> you know? And it, it was also part of my identity, right? It's just what I did. I was a wrestler and, and I make weight. I am consistent and, and reliable for my team. So there's kind of a couple factors that work there, but I didn't have a choice. I had made a commitment. So what about you? Is there an area of your life where you execute well because you just kind of have to, right? Maybe it's just, you know, I get out of bed every day and I show up at work because I have to, because otherwise I don't get a paycheck. Was there another area of your life where you want to be more consistent, where you can paint yourself into a corner, where you can make a commitment, right? If it's fitness for you, you want to be more cons consistent with your workouts, make a commitment, right? Sign up for that. 5K, 10K, half marathon, Spartan race, whatever it might be, make that commitment. You know, pay for the gym membership, right? Hi, pay for the trainer, personal trainer, and, and make that commitment, right? So those are the four areas. And, and I want you to think about how you can apply this to yourself. So number one, I talked about, you know, being part of a team. Maybe that helped you at some point in your life or having a coach. The second one was, you know, it aligns with your why, like who you are and your purpose. The third one was, it's, it's just who you are. It's your identity. And the fourth one was, you don't have a choice. Like you were kind of forced to do it. You're painted into a corner with no way out. And so I ask you this now. I'm going to turn this question on you. What is an area where you tend to do well, right? Being part of a team, it aligns with your why. It's part of your identity. You don't have a choice. What is it? What is it that works for you? What do you do well there? How can you replicate that into another area of your life? What's an area where you want to work hard? You want to set goals. You want to attain goals. You want to be consistent. You want to be successful. Figure out what that area is and apply the learning from what works for you into that area where it's not working. And now you will start to find it. That quote, how you do anything is how you do everything can actually become real for you. Take action on this. I look forward to hearing how you do. Let me know on social media. Reach out. Follow me, Jim Harshaw, on Twitter, Jim Harshaw Jr. on Instagram. Connect with me on LinkedIn. I look forward to connecting with you there and hearing how this goes for you. Good luck. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly 
with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshowjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app if you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.